Have you ever wondered what it's like to be on the other side of the client experience when clients don't think things are going their way and how they talk about you as a photographer when they are sitting at dinner? Well, I had an interesting experience and I would love to share that with you today on the Focal Points Podcast by Enphoto. Welcome to Focal Points, an Enphoto podcast hosted by Dory Howell. This is the place to be to learn how to build a photography business that you love. Hey, hey, welcome back to Focal Points. My name is Dory Howell. I am your host for today. And I had an interesting experience last night that I thought I would bring you in on because it's something that I think photographers don't really think about when they have something go wrong with a client. And that is how the client is interpreting the experience and what they are saying to other people. So last night we had a group of friends over from church and it was about 14 people. And, you know, we were all having conversation as we do, breaking off into little groups and getting to know each other and that type of thing. It was a very, very great, fun evening for everyone. And it was at my home. And so in my home, a lot of my images are displayed. There's a lot of my travel photography up on canvases. There's pictures of my family and that type of thing. And this group of friends really didn't know until last night what I did for a living. They knew that I had a podcast. They knew that I was a photographer, but they really didn't quite get it because they'd never been in my home. They'd never seen my work. So as soon as you walk into my front door, there's a big, beautiful framed canvas of my daughter and a selection of other pictures on the wall. And then you go into my family room and there are six other canvases of places that we've traveled. And there's a big giant acrylic, um, beautiful print by Peter Lick in my dining room. And you can just tell that photography is a big, important thing. And so as the conversation went on for dinner, people are asking, oh, that's a beautiful picture. Have you traveled there? That type of thing. And I would just politely answer their questions. And I never really got into the fact that, yeah, we've traveled there, but those are my images. But I have a husband who is my biggest, biggest supporter. And he, the first thing he says, oh yeah, Dory takes those pictures. Dory's a photographer. You know, he's always trying to find me my next client and is super proud of what I've done. And so obviously, even though we were all kind of in different rooms because it was a larger group, it got around that all these images on the wall were my images. And then people started asking me, well, tell me about your business. And so I started telling about my portrait business and my branding business and so forth. And I was in a room with probably 10 people who owned their own businesses who need my services. It was really kind of ended up being an interesting situation where I was in a room of my ideal clientele, people who were business owners, people who were successful business owners, and people who understood the struggle of finding a really great photographer that they trust for their business images, their branding images, and also their family images. So I, it was a good business move for us to have this dinner party, even though that wasn't the intent of it at all. It was just to gather with some friends. And so one woman told me, she said, oh yeah, I got, I had some pictures taken. I hired a photographer for my husband for some new headshots after you know, for Father's Day, and he doesn't like them. And I said, oh, that's really too, I'm sorry to hear that. And then I ended up talking to the husband for a while. And I said, you know, tell me a little bit about why you didn't like the images. He's like, well, 
I just feel like there was a complete lack of attention to detail in the whole transaction. Now, keep in mind, this gentleman runs his own financial services firm. He's very successful. He is an entrepreneur. He knows what it's like to deal with people when it comes to a very sensitive topic, their money. So he knows what people need and he knows what to expect and how to how to communicate with people when it comes to something that's important to them. We deal with people when we're dealing with their families and their images, and that's something that's very important to them. He deals with people and their money, and obviously that's very important to them. So he's in a service industry, and he knows and expects certain things when he deals with certain service providers. And I will say this, he's very, very particular. He knows what he wants, and he expects people to rise to those expectations. I love clients like that, but a lot of other people don't because they will keep you on your toes and they will question you and they will make you accountable. And that is not always the best situation, but I love that because I always want to do better. And if I come across a client that is extremely particular and picky, I know that they're going to challenge me and raise me to the next level. And if you're not sure what that means, you can go back and listen to the podcast that we released a couple of weeks ago talking about the four people that you need to speak to in your marketing. There's a little bit more detail in that. So we were having this conversation just off to the side and I said, well, there was a lack of attention to detail. Can you I was just trying to bring out of him exactly what he was unhappy about. Because in our transactions, we know they can be unhappy with the images, they can be unhappy with the setting, they can be unhappy with what they wore, they can be unhappy with their hair, they can be unhappy with the photographer, how the photographer acts. There's so many things in the transaction that people can become unhappy about. And then that kind of colors the entire transaction. So I was really trying to dig in a little bit what exactly the issue was. So we're sitting there and we're chatting and he says, oh, I just feel like there was a a real lack of attention to detail and I don't love the images. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Do you happen to have them available? And can I look at them so I can see exactly what you're speaking of? Now, granted, I need to know that information because I know I'm going to be doing his next headshots already. Like he has a trust in me. We have a relationship. And one of the things I do when I know that people are unhappy with a previous experience with a photographer, I really dive into why they were unhappy. So I'm talking to him as a friend, but I'm also talking to him as a future client in the fact that I need to know what he was unhappy with. So he went to his phone and he tried to pull up the email from the photographer that had the gallery link. It was a simple headshot session. She just sent him a gallery with no um, selection appointment or viewing appointment. So she couldn't explain a lot of things to him. Maybe the fact that she sent him all unedited images and he couldn't visualize the final result. And she did herself a disservice because she wasn't able to have that conversation with him, walking him through what the final edit edited images would look like. So he's going through his phone and he finds the email and he pulls it he pulls it up and he tries to log into his Shootproof account. Shootproof is a wonderful gallery service. And that's what she was using. I'm familiar with Shootproof, so I kind of knew what he needed to do and I knew the process there. And she had closed the gallery. That irritated him. The fact that he had paid full price or his wife had paid full price for this session, he had the gallery, but the gallery had been turned off and it had only been about two weeks. So that was an irritation for him. And I know I told him flat out just to manage that expectation. I said, well, to be quite fair for her, I said, I shut my galleries off for seven after seven days. 
So I want people to come in, select their images so that we can keep the workflow going and you can get your final images as soon as possible. So he couldn't show me what he didn't like about the images. He just remembered the fact that he really didn't love them and he felt there wasn't a lack of attention to detail. And I said, oh, he's like, but another thing, now that we're sitting here talking about it, and I'm like, uh-oh. You know, I sent my selections off and I haven't heard back from her. And I said, oh, and I'm thinking maybe he did it, you know, 48 hours ago, 78 hours ago. And I said, well, when did you send those off? And he said, let me look. So he pulls up the email. You know, everything is trackable these days. You got to be careful, especially on your timelines. People know when you email them and people know when they reply and it's all right there. You can't argue with how many days it takes you to respond to an email. He says, I sent it off on June 23rd. So as of this date, June 23rd is two Almost three working weeks, you know, 15 working days, almost, not quite, maybe 12 at this point in time that we're recording this. And he had sent off his selections. He put them in shoe proof as he was instructed to do. Then he sent an email say, hey, I made my selections. Please proceed as agreed upon. Um, that was his word. And I remember that really specifically because he speaks very professionally in these types of situations. Please proceed as agreed upon, I look forward to getting the finalized images back soon. Well, this has been over, what, 12 working days, and he hasn't, she didn't reply to the email. So he has heard nothing from this photographer for over two weeks about where the, where the process is. Did she get his selections? Are they being worked on? Where's everything going? And in his mind, two weeks was too long for these images to take to get back from editing. So again, I step in for, on behalf of this photographer and I say, well, I said two weeks, depending on if she has to send them out to an editor and her workflow and so forth may not be too long. He's, and he just kind of said, yeah, okay. I said, the problem is not that it's taken two weeks for these images. The problem is, is that you have an expectation that you should have gotten them sooner. And maybe her expectation and her timeline is thinking that she has you know, 20 working days to get these back to you. So she has not managed your expectations appropriately for this part of the transaction. And his eyes lit up and he, he's like, yes, that is it. I haven't heard from her. I don't know what's going on. I don't know when I'm going to see anything. I don't know what's appropriate. And that sent the big red light bulb over my head saying, this is the problem. And this is the problem that most photographers have when it comes to the transactions that they have in their business. So let's go through some of these issues and how we can fix them. But first, listen to a message from our wonderful, wonderful hosts and photo. One thing that I will not do with my clients is give them just a stack of images for them to store someplace randomly. I always provide with them some sort of storage box and I love the options from Enphoto. The folio box is an ideal presentation and storage product. It's a handcrafted box and you can pair it with a selection of prints that are either mounted or matted and it has also a beautiful frame for a truly beautiful experience. You can also include the USB for their digital files or you don't have to include that. It's purely, purely customizable. It comes in a wide variety of colors, shapes, and sizes, and you definitely want to consider adding this to your product line today. And the best thing about it is that Enphoto offers you 75% off your first sample if you're a new customer. So head over to our show notes page to grab that discount today. 
All right. So here I am at this dinner party and I am trying to keep everybody happy, make sure the food's going and also deal with my friend here who is unhappy with this photographer because I'm so passionate about supporting photographers and what they do. I'm trying to manage this idea that he has some expectations with this particular photographer that have not been met. And I realized this is the whole problem. This is the problem with photographers. This is why so many people suffer in their business. It's because they don't manage the expectations when it comes to the transaction with their client. So I asked him, you know, when you hired on with this photographer, did they send you a booklet? Did they send you written information that maybe gave you timelines, maybe give you information and you saw it and you're like, ugh, I'm not going to read that. He says, I don't remember that, but it could have been sent to my wife. I said, okay. He says, but let me tell you, when a client signs on with my firm, my team sends them all the information that they need to know up front. I said, that's great. He's like, this is a huge amount of information that they need to know when they want to work with me. I said, great. And I said, a lot of photographers do the same thing. I said, let me ask you something. Do most of your clients read that piece of that document that you give them? He's like, not one. I said, okay. I said, if that photographer sent you some information like that, what is the chance that you would have read it? He's like, slim to none. I hate reading all that information. I said, okay. I said, that's not unusual. And then right as we're doing this, another guy, um, another gentleman that was at the party walked by, he's like, I don't read anything. And he just kept going. It was like a flyby. And we just kind of laughed. I said, I don't know if that, if that photographer sent you that information or didn't send you that information. I'm not in that loop. I don't know her process. I don't know her. I don't know anything about it. I said, but could there be a possibility that she sent you some information letting you know what to expect through the process? He said, yes. He said, but the fact of the matter is, he's like, we know people, he was saying this, we know people don't read things. So shouldn't she have kept me abreast of the situation as the tra- as we went through the transaction? He's like, I have to do that with my clients. And I said, yes. I said, that's the problem. So many photographers think they put together this session booklet, this session information. They spend so much time putting together a pretty booklet of what to expect and how my process works. And they send it to their client thinking that their client's going to read it. And once they read it, that they're going to remember everything throughout the transaction. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that this information will not be retained in their mind. If they read it, they're not going to remember all that information, but there's a good chance they may read part of it or only the parts that interest them, like how to choose what to wear or the timing of the session, but not necessarily the things that are really important in the transaction and can really make a transaction go off the rails pretty quickly, like timelines, pricing, all of those types of different things that we expect clients to read and retain and remember. And they simply don't. So my number one thing is, is if you are doing something like that in your business and you're wondering why people maybe don't come back to you, aren't referring people to you, where things get a little bit edgy at certain points of the transaction, you have to remember, you cannot assume that your clients are reading anything. Please don't assume that they're reading anything. So my next part of that is don't spend a lot of time on your end, creating information packs, booklets, that type of thing, web pages that are behind passwords that they need to log into to see this information. Don't spend your time creating a lot of stuff that they need to read, knowing ahead of time that they're probably not going to read it. 
And most people admit that they don't read it. How many of us read the Apple terms and conditions every time they update them? No, most of us don't even scroll down. We just click accept. And there could be really important things in there that we might want to know, but we don't pay attention to it. Your clients are no different. Just because this stuff is important to you and you know how vital it is, don't expect it to be important to them because they don't know how important it is. So don't assume that they're reading anything. And don't fire hose them at the beginning of the transaction. Fire hose, for those of us, for those of you who may not know that term, is when you just throw so much information at them that they become overwhelmed and knocked over and they can't retain it all. So I'm a firm believer and that you need to give clients a very good overview of what the transaction process looks like before they hire you. They need to know, are you a product-based photographer and what they're going to get at the end? Are you um, someone who does all-inclusive? How does that look? They need to know a broad overview of how things work so they can be comfortable hiring you. But they don't know necessarily need to know the nitty gritty details until it's appropriate for them in the transaction. Um, and for lack of a better comparison for this or analogy, it's kind of like when your kid comes up and asks you about sex and where do babies come from? When they're three years old, you tell them one thing. When they're 14 years old, you tell them a lot of different types of information, right? So, and in the middle of that, you let them know what they need to know so that they're informed at their level at that point in time. So you can't assume that they read anything. That's number one. You have to communicate the important parts of the transaction often and in a variety of ways. So if you send out a booklet, that's great. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. I do think it's somewhat a waste of your time, but that's just my personal opinion. Some people really like that. Go for it. But that doesn't let you off the hook of communicating sometimes maybe awkward or uncomfortable, what you deem uncomfortable information to the client later on in the process. So you also need to tell them some of your policies and your pricing information out loud with your voice. You need to let them know how much things cost and that type of thing. You need to let them know in an email what the next step in the process is when it comes to how they order their products. All of those things, I tell my my clients this often and in a variety of ways. Maybe they're going to read it. Maybe they're going to hear it. Maybe they're going to sign off on it in the contract. Maybe they're going to see it on a special password protected website that I've created for them. But I provide all of these. Everybody learns differently. Everyone absorbs information differently. Kind of like those four people that you need to speak to in your marketing in that other podcast that I spoke about earlier. People are different from you. People absorb information differently than you. So you need to give them that information in a variety of ways. And then this was the big thing, which I thought was really, really interesting. And he brought this up in this, we were talking, you know, about this transaction. He said, you know what? I wish you'd just pick up the phone and call me. I don't want to read stuff. I don't want to go through a lot of emails. I don't have time for that. I'd much rather have a conversation. How many of us assume that out there, there are people that don't want to talk on the phone because maybe we don't like talking on the phone, right? He wants to have a conversation. And that photographer, all she needs to do is pick up the phone and say, hey, Will, I got your proofs. I got your selections. This looks great. Just so you know, you're not going to hear from me for maybe two and a half, three weeks while I send these out for editing. As soon as I get them back, 
I'm going to send them to you. I'll send you an email. I'll give you a call, let you know everything's ready for you to download and you can start using these images. That's like, what, a five-minute phone call? Instead, instead of doing that, that photographer has left him alone, not knowing what to expect in any way, shape, or form, and he's talking bad about her at a dinner party in front of 14 people who he could have been referring people to. Instead, they will never hire her, and they all know her name by now, all right? So mark that very carefully that yes, you are getting talked about if the transaction is not going as planned. It may not be a Google review, but this type of situation, in my opinion, could be even more damaging to that photographer than if you just posted it up on Google. So don't wait for your client to contact you when it comes to any sort of misunderstanding. If you feel there's a a weird vibe, if you feel like maybe you've dropped the ball somewhere, if things aren't going exactly like clockwork and they're not super appreciative of you every step of the way and you feel like there's just something a little bit off, it is up to you to contact them first. Don't wait for them to contact you and complain when this happens. Now, sometimes you can't control it. You don't know they don't like the images. You don't know that you don't have attention to detail, all those types of things. So you have to take this with a little bit of understanding that each situation might be different depending on the client, depending on the transaction, and maybe even the type of session. But if you feel there's any weird vibe there, you need to pick up the phone or contact them. I always recommend the phone because as we talked last night, he's not a very emotionally geared person. He's very um, analytical. I am and run very hot on the emotional side. And I said, you know what? Picking up the phone is so much easier because I know if I get someone on the phone, they can hear the tone in my voice and they can hear how important this is to me that I want them to be happy. I can't communicate that in an email. And he just nodded his head. He's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Email doesn't give that that warmth and that feeling of importance that clients want from us. So Contact your clients first if you think there's an issue. Don't wait for them to contact you and try and do it on the phone if that works for you. And I know that makes a lot of people anxious, but I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, more business transactions happen over the phone than you think. And that's where the relationship really comes into because you can't form a relationship truly via email. You need to put some sort of personal element into it. And lastly, bring your client in the loop every step of the way. So for my client transactions, I say, okay, great. This is, we had the session. You're, you were great. These images look awesome. I've sent them off to my editor. Look to hear from me at about, in about 10 days when I get these images back and then I'll let you, we'll go from there. Like it's really simple. It's not laying out the whole thing every step of the way. And sometimes I will put in that email or that phone call, say, hey, remember that that booklet I sent you at the beginning? If you have any questions in the meantime, you can refer back to that in case you can't reach me. It's a nice way of being able to back up what you're telling them along the way. But these are so, so, so important to remember when you're dealing with clients, especially the picky type of client that's going to hold you accountable to the things that you promised them. You need to make sure that your client communication is on point, that you're managing those client expectations appropriately so that they're not sitting at a dinner party at someone else's house in front of a bunch of people who live locally who could use your services and letting them, all those people know how unhappy they are with the services that you provided, especially when there's someone like me in the room who now knows 
that I will capture all that business now because this other photographer just didn't manage expectations appropriately. So if you are someone who struggles with this and you need a little bit more information than what I've shared in this podcast, a really a plan of how to manage these client expectations, I have a special gift for you over on the show notes page that you can access. If you go to nphoto.com slash podcast, look for this client commu- communication episode and you'll be able to see some show notes. You'll be able to see the link to the 75% off special that for samples that Enphoto offers. Um, you'll be able to link to my Instagram, but also you'll be able to get this download that will help you. And if that's not enough, please reach out to me personally at the Dory Howell on Instagram. I coach photographers through this all the time and would love to help you. Thank you for joining me for the Enphoto podcast focal points. And I'm so glad that you've joined us. We will see you here next time. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. This has been Focal Points, an InPhoto podcast hosted by Dory Howell. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we will see you next time.